Welcome to New Season Ministry with Evangelist Jeremy Cook. We hope today's message will challenge, encourage, and uplift you in your walk with the Lord. Enjoy the message. Tonight we are beginning our, if you've paid attention to social media or anything like that, tonight we are beginning our series uh, on the book of Revelation. And, uh, and uh, I've been excited. I've been excited all day about this. Uh, real quick, like it, it really just came out of the conversation that we, that uh, uh, me and Pastor and Michael and Jacob were having last night, or not last night, but yesterday, uh, over lunch and about different, you know, just about different things. And so I just brought up the question. I said, "Hey, I said, how about on Wednesday night we just go ahead and we start a series." On the book of Revelation, and let's just go through that book, and uh, and we thought that that was a good idea, and so here we are, amen. And uh, and so we're we're gonna start. We're gonna look at the book of Revelation tonight. Uh, we're gonna and we're just gonna get through this, and with the Lord's help, uh, it's not. Listen, if we we're only gonna hit the high points here. Because if we if we spent as much time as we would like to spend in this book, we'd be here five or six years trying to get through the book of Revelation because there's just so much there's just so much meat on the bone. And so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to accelerate this a little bit, but still uh, but still kind of dive in, uh, still kind of dive in deep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you. This is this series is gonna, I feel like. Uh, unless the Lord changes course and unless the Lord changes direction, it's going to go on for a little while. It's probably going to go on for uh, for a little bit and because I believe there's just so much goodness that's here uh, for us to look at uh, and for us to study. And I believe that we're going to come we're going to come away better having uh, having studied this and having looked through uh, this book. Because the book of Revelation oftentimes is a is a misunderstood book. The book of Revelation at times is a book that some people are saying that it's difficult to understand and difficult uh, to comprehend. Some folks won't even preach out of the book of Revelation. They won't talk about the book of Revelation because they deem it to be, again, difficult. They deem it to be something that... Uh, that we just cannot understand, and uh, and some even deem it as a closed book that it is impossible to understand. But I don't believe that the Book of Revelation is a closed book. I believe that the Book of Revelation is an open book. As a matter of fact, out of sixty-six books of the Bible, the Book of Revelation is the only book of the Bible that that begins. With a blessing, and it ends with a blessing. The book of Revelation is the only book throughout the canonized scripture that there is a special blessing to those who read it and to those who keep the words of this book. And so I don't believe that the book of Revelation is a closed book. I do not believe that the book of Revelation is a book that is under that is that is difficult to understand. I believe that God wants us to understand concerning the culmination of last things, the culmination 
of the end of the end of things. And so the question then becomes tonight, church, why study the book of Revelation? Why should we study the book of Revelation? Here is something that is interesting. I wrote down a few things to, to just kind of grab our attention. The, uh, the noted theologian John Calvin refused to write a commentary on the book of Revelation. The theologian Martin Luther, who is the father of the Protestant, Refor uh, of the Protestant Reformation, avoided talking about the book of Revelation uh, for many years. But there's a reason why that we ought to study and we ought to pay very close attention to the book of Revelation. In, in his book, The Rapture in Revelation, Dr. Ray H. Hughes will write and he will state the signs of this age indicate that we are living in the end time. And as we see the day of Christ's return approaching more and more, people are asking the questions. What is going to happen? What is going to happen in these last days? And so my brothers and sisters, my, my, my reasoning for wanting to go through the book of Revelation and to look at this book is to find is to, for us to understand that the coming of the Lord is near. Amen. That ought to make somebody excited in this house tonight. We are at the brink of the culmination of this thing. In Acts chapter 1, when, the, when Jesus was taken up into heaven. And there in those 500 are standing there on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus is ascended into, into the clouds in the air. And there are two angels that are standing there in white apparel. Look at his disciples and say, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into the heavens? Because the same Jesus is going to return in like manner as you have seen him go. And for over 2,000 years, church, we've been waiting on the return of Jesus Christ. For over 2,000 years, the church of the living God has been waiting on the return of Jesus Christ. The church believed that at any, and still does believe that at any moment, Jesus Christ could come back. That a trumpet could sound, the dead in Christ are going to rise first, then we which are alive and remain will be called up together to meet the Lord in the air. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says to comfort one another with these words. And so I believe that we are nearer now than when we have first began. I don't, it doesn't matter if you've been serving the Lord for a month, for a day, for a year, for 10 years, for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years or 50 years, whatever the case may be, I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt, we are closer to the coming of the Lord right now than we have ever, ever been. Amen? Amen. I believe that. We we are at the brink. I don't want to take too much time just because, again, we're just hitting the high spots throughout this series, and I believe that, it, that, that it's going to be beneficial to us. But when we look at what is going on in our world right now, when we look at what is, when we look at what is going on in our nation, 
we understand the Bible says that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. And how many believe that we're living in perilous times right now? We are living in, listen, I, uh, we, well, I understand we're living in a, in, in a hyper-prophetic movement right now in the earth today. I, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need a prophetic word to tell me that we're living in the last days. I can look around me. I can see what's going on in the world. I can, I, I can understand what is happening. I can look at the signs of the times. You remember that song that we sang during camp meeting and on Wednesday uh, and on Sunday morning? I, I, I see, I see the prophecies getting ready uh, fulfilling. I see the signs of the times. I see the things that 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 even years ago, even just a short time ago, that we that that we would have that we would only imagine that could possibly happen. You know, the Bible talked about that men's hearts failing them because of fear. I've never seen a time on the earth right now where so many men and women's hearts are full of fear. They don't know what's they don't know what's gonna happen. They don't know what's gonna happen to their pension. They don't know what's gonna happen to the economy. They don't know what's gonna happen to the nation. They don't know any they don't know any of those they're worried, they're fearful of all of those things. When we see, when we see the lawlessness or the iniquity, the Bible says that in the last days, Matthew chapter 24, the Bible says that because the love of many wax cold, iniquity is going to abound. Listen, what we used to hide in a back corner somewhere, come on, somebody, we now fought right down Main Street. Right? Hey, listen. I, I, I don't want to take too much time on this. I remember I used to work. I used to work in a video store. All right. And you know, and, and grow, and, and growing up as a kid, we used to, you know a lot of the video stores had a had a special section. Had the we used to call it the back room where all the smut and all the you know, and you couldn't go back there. You couldn't. You weren't supposed to go back there. Only. Adults were allowed to, only adults were allowed to go back there. But now, all you've got to do is just turn on the television set and voila, there it is. And because the iniquity, because iniquity abounds, the love of many are waxing, are, are, are waxing, are waxing cold. He would say in Matthew chapter 24, he said, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, he said, "You're gonna see, you're gonna see uh, earthquakes in different types of places." Come on, I just remember, and, and, and again, I'm not trying to dive too far deep into this, but I, I'm just trying to set a foundation for right now. I, just just a short time ago, Tennessee's getting rocked with earthquakes. When's the last time that you ever heard about Tennessee having earthquakes? But the Bible says that there will be there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Nation is going to rise against nation. Kingdom is going to rise against kingdom. Do you know what that means? That when it, when the Bible says when when the King James says kingdom against kingdom, that does not that does not mean Russia against China. It actually means ethnic group against ethnic group. Come on, y'all remember the racial tensions just not too long ago? Listen, you think that they're simmering down? No. There, there, there are things in motion I, to set brother against brother, sister 
father against son, mother against daughter, ethnic group against ethnic group. We we see these things. And so I, I say all of that because when we see these things starting to happen, it lets us know that we are at the, at the near. It is even at the door that Jesus Christ is getting ready to sound. But here is the hope of the church. Are you ready? The hope of the church is this. When you see these things begin to come to pass. Oh, I feel it right now. He said, lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. Oh, come on. You ought to praise God in the house for that. When you see these things begin to come to pass, when I see all the mess that our world is in, when I see the shape that our economy is in, when I see the fact that there is a system on this earth right now that is getting ready to prepare the way for a one-world religion and a one-world government and an antichrist system to come onto the scene, I don't get worried about that. Yes, I want everybody to be saved, and I look at everything. Everything, but I slipped up my head and I say, God, that just lets me know you're getting ready to come back. You're getting ready to split the eastern sky. The trumpet of God is getting ready to sound and you're going to descend from heaven with a shout and the Lord is getting ready to come back. That's the reason why that we should study the book of Revelation. I believe that. Can I just share this with you real quick? I, I, I was a weird kid growing up. I, my my uh, my mom my mom would, would we would have our devotions every night. I, there was a time growing up for most of you know, for most of my childhood that I didn't that we didn't pray whether I wanted to or not. I, we had to pray. She just didn't pray. She made me pray too. And so, I, even if I just said thank you, Lord, that you know, I had to, I had to say something. Um, but when we read the Bible, and she would read the Bible and we would go over stuff, I wanted her to read the Book of Revelation to me. There was just something that was just fascinating about that book. There was just something that just that just captivated me, Brother Scotty, when I when when I would hear her read that. When I would, and even when I would read it, and uh, I then then of course we grew up in, in the age of um, you know where all the all the rapture movies were happening, and if you grew up in the eighties and and, and 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 all that kind of stuff, and as a young person, and if you didn't get saved about five or six times during youth group during your childhood, because you know because somebody sang that song, I wish we had all been ready. Right, come on. Some of y'all know what I'm talking. Some, some of y'all, some of y'all grew up in that, right? You know, you you know, you come and you know, you just you, know, you just hope one day you didn't come home from school and find your you know find your mom and daddy's clothes neatly piled on you know in the, you know in the chair or in the bed or something like that, right? Come on, y'all y'all know what my uh, my wife uh, she said that if uh, uh, there there were times that you know, she thought the rapture actually took place. And uh, she said, so the first phone call that she would make was over to her Meemaw's house. And she knew that if Meemaw answered the phone, then, uh, then, then every, everything, was, everything was good. Jesus hadn't come, Jesus hadn't come back yet. You know? And so, you know, we watched all, you know, we watched, uh, we watched all, you know, we watched all those movies. We watched, 
you know, Mark of the Beast. We watched Like a Thief in the Night. We watched, uh, then, you know, then Kirk Cameron comes along, you know, and now, you know, in the Left Behind series and all of those different uh, and, and all of those different uh, type types of uh, types of movies and, and books and things like that, uh, and because we're 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 interested in how this thing's going to end up, we look at the world and we're interested in how this how this is going to end. Matter of fact, Romans chapter eight will tell us and. I'm gonna and I'm I'm gonna get into the meat of this here in just a moment. Romans chapter eight is telling us that even right now, the earth is growing. You know that? See, I know we're growing, but do you know that even creation right now is growing? Creation is is travailing. One translation will say. I mean, it's it, it, it's it. The creation is crying out for relief. It, it's, it's crying out, and it's you know, and it's asking. I mean, it, I, I don't see. Here's the thing. I just say this in, as a side note. We really don't fully comprehend all that was lost in the garden, right? We we don't fully comprehend everything that. I mean, think about it. Uh, listen, I, I hate to I hate to burst your bubble or what happened uh, but I personally don't believe that the snake was Satan I personally don't believe that the Bible says that it was the, that the serpent was more was more subtle than any other beast of the field and Eve had to have at least thought that it was natural for a snake to be talking to him come on and, and, and the reason why I say that is because even look, and, I, and I'm trying not to get off track here. Even go forward into the into the into the Old Testament. Remember this. Remember the old children's story of Balaam and his donkey. And the donkey was talking. Go back and read the Bible. The Bible says that God didn't speak through the donkey. That's not what happened. God didn't speak through the donkey. The Bible says that God opened the donkey's mouth and caused him to speak. Whew. So God, so we don't know what because even listen, I'll even take it a step further because even when we get, even when we dive into the Book of Revelation, because there's animals in heaven. Did you know that? There's actually animals in heaven. Now, I know we thought we thought that Disney or whatever was the first person or the first people that said that all dogs go to heaven, but the Bible actually talks about it because the Bible is actually actually states when when John gets a picture of the throne room of God of, of glory and around the throne, the Bible says that not only the people but every creature, great and small, worship Him around the throne. And not only them, but everything that is within them. See, we don't know what we lost in the garden. And so, but what's going to happen at all? I feel this right now. And, I'm, I'm not, and, and, and if I'm not careful, I'll, I'll get to the end of my message and I'll preach this. But the fact is, is that God is going to restore what was lost. Oh, you see, you see, it hasn't been fully restored. But God's going to restore what was lost in the garden. Oh. And so that's why, so when we look at this, 
when we look at the times that we're in, when we look at what is going on in our world right now, that's, and we say, well, why study the book of Revelation? That's why that we should study. The times demand that we study the book of Revelation. But what is the book of Revelation? There's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of, there's, there, there's a lot of ideas about what the book of Revelation is all about. You see, I feel like that we make a we make a grave mistake when we look at the book of Revelation and sure, you know, we we get so immersed with the you know well, who are the who are the two witnesses in Revelation chapter eleven? What is you know, what is this beast in Revelation chapter 13 that is rising up out of the sea? What is the mark of the beast? What is, you know, what is 666? Is it, you know, now what is the mark of the beast? You know, is it going to be, you know, what is it? I, and, and there's a lot of speculation uh, as to what all of you, as to what all of that is. And uh, we, I remember, well, I, I was alive when it came out. But I remember hearing people talk about that it really it hasn't been too long in the in in the not so uh, distant past when the barcode system came out. The barcode system is not is not even a hundred years old. And then when the barcode system came out, I mean everybody was like, oh no no we 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 you know we ain't going to the store anymore because you know. You know all that. All that's the mark of the beast there. You know because we watched uh, you know, and, and what and you know and so we see and we know that that wasn't the mark of the beast. We know that that you know and what have you. Uh, then you know then you know now you know, now we've got people you know that are talking. Uh, you know they're looking at all the stuff that Amazon is doing and what uh, the, you know, uh, the the the, you know, the the palm reader for you know, for uh, for Amazon and, and and things like that. And so people have questions. All of that stuff. Well, you know, is you know, is Amazon? You know, who's the Antichrist? Is you know, I remember when I was a kid growing up in the nineties, there were there were preachers and 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 TV evangelists that got up there and tried to convince the world Bill Clinton was the Antichrist. And so, uh, you know, he may not know God, but he wasn't the Antichrist. Because uh, again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go down the rabbit hole. Too much, but he doesn't fit the care. He doesn't fit. You know, we could talk more. You know, we could really dive deep into that. I'm not going to do that tonight. But he doesn't fit the 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 the, uh, the criteria to be uh, the 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 you know, the Antichrist. What are the judgments all about? What are what are the 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 seven seals and what are the seven trumpets and what are the seven Bowls that are being poured out. What are what is this two hundred million man army that is that is supposed to be unleashed on the world? Is that actually China? What is that? What are all of these different types of things? And I'm afraid, as the church, when we focus in on that, we miss the obvious object of what Revelation is all about. Because at the end of the day, Revelation, the book of Revelation is not about who the Antichrist is. The book of Revelation is not about what, you know, what do all the seals and all the judgments, because there is judgment coming. We know that judgment is coming. 
And judgment first must begin at the house of God. We understand that. We, judge, we understand that judgment is coming. We, we, we understand all of that. We, we you know, speculate what the mark of the beast is. We, but we miss the obvious object of Revelation. And it's found in the very first verse of the book of Revelation. Because the Bible says it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is His unveiling. You see, before this, we've only got a glimpse of who Jesus really is. We understand that before this moment, we understand that before this moment, for 33 and a half years, He wrapped Himself in human flesh. He set aside His glory. Remember, the Bible says that that that. It, you know, in, in the book of uh, in the uh, in the book of Philippians, that he that he made himself what he of no reputation, which that means that he emptied himself. He set aside his glory and wrapped himself in human flesh, and he dwelt among men, according to John chapter one. He dwelt among men, and so so that he could identify, so that he could be tempted at all points, yet without sin. And so, and there were times in his earthly ministries that we saw glimpses of his glory. We saw glimpses of who Jesus, who, who Jesus really is in his kingship and his priestlyhood and all of and, and all of that. But this is an unveiling party like no other unveiling party ever. Have you ever, I don't know, you ever went to to ribbon cutting ceremonies for businesses or places or whatever, and they say, you know what? We're going to unveil. We're going to unveil this new, uh, you know, th this new business. We're going to let you come in. We're going to unveil this new car. They do it every. Uh, car dealerships and car manufacturers do it every year. We're getting ready to unveil the new, the new model. We're going to unveil the new car, so you can see all the specs. You can see. Everything that there is to know about it, but here's the thing: there's not, there's not an unveiling like the unveiling that's getting ready to happen of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Oh, there's not going to be an unveiling because we're going to find out that He's more than just a baby in an angel. Oh, uh, He's more, he, He's more than just the lowly Galilee. Hey, he's more, He's more than, he, He's more than just a carpenter's son. He, he's more than just somebody that they plucked out his beard. Oh, I feel like preaching right now. He's more than somebody that they whip with a cat of nine tails. He's more than some. He's more than somebody that they spat upon. He's more than somebody that they that 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 they bruise and they beat that they plant a crown of thorns on his head. You see, they see they they were they. They were beaten and they were bruising Jesus the man. But there is somebody that's going to come on the scene and say, Now I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you my power. Because John will later on in this chapter say, When I, and we'll get to it here in a few weeks, when he says, I turned because I heard a voice behind me saying, speaking to me. And when I turned around, he said, I saw Jesus like I had never seen him before. I saw he wasn't the lonely 
lowly answer you know, I feel like preaching right now. He wasn't the carpenter's son. He wasn't the meek and mild Savior that never opened up his mouth and said a word while they were beating. He said, when I turned and I saw the one in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I saw somebody that had a hair white like wool, and his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine brass that had been burned in a furnace, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and he said, I am Alpha, and I am Omega, I am the beginning, I am the end, I was he who was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of death and of hell, that's the revelation of who he is. Oh, and I'm trying to teach this, but it just, Pastor, it just feels good. You see, he's the object, he's the object of everything. He, that's what he is, he's the object of everything. If you study this and you don't see Jesus, you miss the point. Listen, I, I, I don't care, you can try to figure out all the other different things. You can try to figure out who the two witnesses are. You can try to figure out who the Antichrist is. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. Oh, I, 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 I'm not looking. I'm not looking at what, listen, I, I love Israel. We ought to support Israel. I'm not, I, listen, let them build whatever they want to build. Let them build whatever temple that they want to build. Let them do whatever it is that they want to do. I ain't looking for that. I'm looking for a trumpet to sound. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the church to be raptured out of here. And so we see this. So why study the book of Revelation? And then I'm going to try to finish this up here. Why was the book of Revelation written? The book of Revelation was written during a time that the church was suffering some of the most severe persecution it had ever known to that point. I've got a lot of notes here, but I'm but I've I've spent a lot of time doing so I'm I'm gonna cut some things out. But there were emperors that demanded there were Roman emperors that demanded that you actually call Caesar Caesar Lord. If you did you could be jailed, you could be imprisoned, you could and then you could give your life. Men like Nero who would Actually, dip the Christians in pitch and put them up on and impale them with poles. And those were your street lights through the Roman cities. It was a way to let the church know that, Brother Michael, can you imagine walking through Stanton? And you know, you just worship with this person on Sunday, but because since that person wouldn't bow down, to the things of this world. Now, they're down on Main Street and they're lighting the street. And as you're walking, I feel this as I'm standing right now. And you hear the enemy say, Are you ready to bow? Look what just happened to your brother. Look what just happened to your sister because they wouldn't. They wouldn't bow. That's what happened to John. John refused to bow. John refused. They tried to kill him, couldn't kill him. Don't have time to get all of that. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. You find out that they 
try to take John and John the beloved and try to boil them in oil and God preserves them. So they they send him to an isle that is called Patmos. It's a prison work camp. While he is there for him. We will talk more about this in teachings to come. While he is there for the for the, he's, the Bible says that he's only there for one reason and one reason only, and that's because of the testimony of the gospel. He ain't there because he killed somebody, and he's not there because, you know, because he, he stole. He's there simply because he is a righteous man that says that there's no other God, there's no other Lord but Jesus. And so there he is. And I can imagine. That as he is walking through this, the question has to come up is that because he's the last one alive, all the other apostles have died. All the other disciples have died. He's the only one that's alive. Brother Johnny, I can't help but imagine if the question comes up that says, is God's plan going to be stopped by the demonic powers and personalities of this day? When I hear that, when I think of that question, I look at what's going on in the world right now. And sometimes the question, I imagine that some people ask the question, it's God's plan going to be stopped. But I want to remind you of this. I want to remind you of Matthew 5 and 5 that says, Blessed are the meek. Why? Because they shall inherit the earth. I want to remind you of Matthew 16 and 8 when Jesus would speak to his disciples and he would say, Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to remind you of Matthew 28 and 18 when Jesus right before he ascends says, All authority or all power has been given to me both in heaven and in earth. I want to remind us right now and to everyone that is, that, to everyone that is listening, it, it, even like it looked bad in John's time and how it looks bad even in our time right now. I want to give you comfort in this. God will have the final say. And that's what the book of Revelation is all about. The book of Revelation is all about God having the final say. It's about God always having the final verdict in everything that is going on. We may look at everything that is going on in our world right now and think, my goodness, everything's falling apart. But can I tell you, things are actually not falling apart. Things are actually falling into place. Oh, I feel it right now. Things are actually falling into place. There isn't one time that God has ever lost control. There's not one time that God has ever ever scratched his head say, well, I didn't see that coming and I didn't know about that. What are we going to do? Angels, come on. Let's get back in the boardroom and let's figure out plan B. And if that doesn't work, let's figure out plan C. Can you know that Jesus, oh, I'll preach it here just for a minute. Do you know that Jesus sent his son 
into the earth and to give his life a ransom for many was not God's plan B. It was always plan A. He knew that from the foundation of the world before the world was ever formed all the way in eternity past, God already had a plan that he was going to send his son wrapped in human flesh and he was going to hung on a cross between heaven and earth and he was going to spill his blood for all of mankind so that whomever put their faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ would not have to perish, would not have to go to hell, but they would have eternal life. We ought to thank God that at the end of it all, God has the final say. See, that's why we look at this because here's the thing, and I'm wrapping it up here. Revelation 1 and 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is really just an introduction of where we're, where we're going to go in this series. The revelation of Jesus Christ, Revelation 1 and 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. He sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John. So it's a message. It's a message to the church that he's going to have the final say. We know that he's going to have the final say, so how should we then live? 1 Corinthians 1 and 7, Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, and this is what he talks about. He says, I wish that you would come behind in no gift lacking, eagerly awaiting the return of Jesus Christ. Paul would write in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7, and he says, listen, to you who are troubled, Jesus is going to reveal himself. Uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't feel this good on a Wednesday night, but I feel good. And in, 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 in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, he taught Peter to write and he would tell those, he said, the trying of your faith worketh patience. And he says that, he's, and he talks about, he says, I won't, he said, at the end of it all, at the Lord's appearing for your faith to be full of praise and of glory and of honor at his return. I don't know about you, Brother Scotty, but I don't want to spend my last moments on this earth before the coming of the Lord, wringing my hands in a sweat, wondering what's going to happen. I don't want to live the rest of the rest of my moments on this earth living in fear. I don't want to live my life trying to figure out, well, who's going to be the new next president? Who's going to do this? And what's going to happen here? All I know is this. I want to be found faithful. Oh, come on. I, uh, Brother Michael told us yesterday, he said that the Lord been dealing with this. is kind of how this kind of all came about in a way. He was talking about how that God gave him a dream. And I believe the Lord gave it to him. About how that he told he told the churches in Revelation, we gotta be overcomers, and we gotta be overcomers seven times. Revelation chapter two and chapter three, he tells the church, you've gotta be an overcomer. If you overcome, I'll give you something. To him that overcomes, I'll give you the hidden manna. To those who overcome, I won't write. I won't write, write your name. I won't erase your name or blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. To him that overcomes, I'll make with him. You know you can sit on God's throne. He said, because if you'll overcome, he said, I'll cause you to sit on my throne just like I sit on my father's. Oh, my goodness, I feel like preaching right now. He said, to them that overcome, I'll give you a new name that nobody else knows except me and you. I don't know about you tonight, church, but I don't want to spend my last 
last few moments in my race when I know the trumpet's getting ready to sound one worrying about everything I want to be found faithful I want to be found pure I want to be found holy I want to be found working for the Lord I want to be an overcomer oh you see revelation is the culmination of all things I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this I'm wrapping this down in Genesis you could not eat of the tree of life in Revelation, to those who overcome, we will be able to eat of that tree again. In Genesis, rebellion begins to start. In Revelation, God deals with the rebellious. In Genesis, we see sorrow for the very first time. But in Revelation, the Bible says that God wipes away all tears in Genesis, we see death enter in. But in Revelation, the Bible says there are going to be no more death. For the former things will have all passed away. In Genesis, we see Satan arrive on the scene and begin to tempt and seduce mankind for the very first time. But in Revelation, we see the final judgment over Satan. He's going to be bound for a thousand years. But in, oh my goodness, I feel like preaching right now. He's going to be bound for a thousand years. But eventually, he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. And he's going to burn forever and forever. And we're going to sit down and we're going to study war no more. The lion shall lay down by the lamb. And the child shall play on the whore. Of an adder, and there is nothing that is ever going to offend at all of God's holy mountain. I don't know about you, but when I see the culmination of all things that are happening, I say, Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Stand with me. <laughs> oh. This is going to be an exciting journey. It's going to be an exciting journey. When we look at this. And I'm excited. Listen, I, if I were you, I wouldn't dare miss one teaching of this. I had not started. Brother Jacob asked me and said, well, should we just go ahead and just load the whole book of Revelation? And I told him, I just said, I'm not even going to get through the first verse tonight. I said, we're just going to lay the foundation. He said, oh, we're going to be here a while, aren't we? I said, I said, probably. But there's this is the culmination of all things. The old song says there's a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. It may be evening, morning, or at noon. The wedding of the bride united with the groom. We shall see the king when he comes. Another verse says, Oh my brother, are you ready for the call? To crown your Savior, King and Lord of all. The kingdoms of this world are soon before him fall. Are you ready should the Savior call today? Will Jesus say well done or go away? 
The home is for the pure. The vile can never stay. We shall see the king when he comes. And I don't know about you tonight, church, but I'm ready to see the king. Amen. Let's bow our heads. We hope you enjoyed today's message by Evangelist Jeremy Cook. If you would like more information regarding New Season Ministry, to schedule Jeremy to minister at your event, or to support the ministry with a love gift, please contact us at 859-404-4007. Or you may email him at pastorjeremycook at gmail.com. God bless, and we will see you next time on New Season Ministry. Thank you.